Eric Pascal joining us now. Uh, Eric, I don't know if you recall, but I asked you when we first met how you would play with good players. In Golden State, that was how you're supposed to work, and then injuries and everything else, you never got to do it. What's it been like to be playing with other with all-stars and those kind of players with the Jazz right now? Uh, it's fun. I mean, I'm, I'm really liking it right now, just playing with these guys and moving the ball, sharing the ball. It's a fun. It's a fun way to play. I'm enjoying it, getting more comfortable, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this season takes us. How but, yeah, it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. How does it match your game? Huh? What you how, does, how does that playing with better players help your game match your game? Uh, I think it helps me a lot. I mean, I, it gives me a chance to showcase everything that I could do. I mean, even with playmaking and uh, shooting the three, getting open shots, it's, it's, it's just a lot easier out there. So um, I think it helps me a lot, for sure. How green is that green light they gave you the offensive rebound? Uh, <laughs> uh, i say it's pretty green, pretty green. Uh, what is? Give me a thought on how your offensive rebound, what you're doing, because that changed the game tonight. Um, yeah, they, they, they tell us a lot of, uh, to crash, and I feel like that's something that uh, – it, it's something that helps me. I use my athleticism and strength, and um, it gets me a lot of boards and, and makes me productive during the game, even without scoring. Well, great job tonight. You're fabulous. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Eric Pascal was just terrific tonight. 13 points, four rebounds, two assists uh, for the Jazz. They had seven different players in double figures. We're joined now by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. And, you know, there are probably four teams in the league right now that aren't very good in an incredibly deep league. Oklahoma City, Houston, Detroit, and Orlando would be the four I'm talking about. Everybody else is going after it and battling. Yeah, like last night. Donovan Mitchell is making some kid's day right now. He just took off his jersey, handed the kid. Maybe that was the plan by that dad was to get, but it didn't work out. It must have been because Donovan has a warm-up out there that he can throw on. Yes, and now Donovan's taking selfies with fans. Donovan's the best. And... He just, his commitment to, like, taking care of people after games every night is just remarkable to see, particularly on the road. Uh, All right, back to you guys. Uh, Tim, sorry to interrupt you. Your thoughts? No, I thought, you know, coming on the heels of last night watching, you know, I was watching the score of the Oklahoma City-LA game as it got interesting, and I remember you saying, where is that win? You know, I heard you talk about where's Oklahoma City get a win. Well, they got one. Uh, Sacramento got one. So, I mean, you're right. There's there's a bunch of teams in this league that are jockeying for position. But the Jazz is kind of – the crazy thing is it hasn't all the way 100% clicked. That's the scary part. Um, you know, like not shooting the ball as typically good as they do, but I, I like all of the, the things I'm seeing. Don't we all like the league better this way, though? I mean, David, you rattled off those teams that, that are in full rebuild, right? That's got to be the smallest number of those teams that we've seen in a while, don't you think? So I think there's two things to it. One, I think we have more talent than we've ever had in the league. Um, and so a team like Cleveland is now actually pretty good because of the fact that, you know, just they've had enough draft picks, they've got enough guys. I mean, they, you know, Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio can both play, and they're coming off the bench. Um, and the other thing I think that's going on is the playing game. And it has both a positive and a negative. It's keeping more teams engaged. It also means that if you want to be bad, you have to be awful. Real bad. That's you have true. To be, you have to be so bad. <laughs> that 30 games into the season, you're out of the race for 10th. Yeah. Or else your fan base is going to want you to try to make the playoffs. So I do think there's kind of a, there, there's an unintended consequence yeah. to the playing game. We saw it tonight. That makes sense. I do think it's interesting. I will say, you know, Houston beats Oklahoma City by 30, and 
they played all right against Minnesota for some of that game, and they played really well against Dallas the other night. We watched that. What is interesting to me, and this is maybe the side of just how really good the Utah Jazz are, is that Houston could not play the way they wanted to play tonight. So the team we watched against Dallas and the team we watched tonight, they didn't look anything like each other. Nothing like it. Yeah, that's, like that's it. true. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Dallas, they ran up and down the floor. They shot a lot of threes. They were out and open. They showed their athleticism. They looked crazy fast. They were able to do a lot of different things. They, st- they kept staying in the game when you think, thought they were going to get blown out. Tonight, I don't know what the final number was, but at one point we had kept them in the half court for 88% of their possessions, and they were at .5 points per possession in the half court. Now, I, I think this will be, this side of Oklahoma City, probably the worst half court team in the league. No, because Shea's, be- they'll be the worst half court team in the league because Shea's, right, Shea's good enough. Buckets, right. Yeah. They but, finished the night 84% of their possessions in the half court, .6 points per. Like, that'll be one of the worst nights of the year of anyone. And then you look at a young team like this that you wonder how much better can they get. I think the experience that they're going to get is probably, for the rest of the year is probably going to be the most important, you know, for this young team. Yeah, uh, uh, are, are, they getting, are they getting better this year? They have, yeah, I think they'll get better, David. I just, just how much. But I think the experience that they, they're going to have. You know, you know, Steven Silas talked so much about how the Jazz play and, and how we like to have this Houston Rockets team be the model. They want to play fast. They want to take threes. But they were taking it out of the net tonight, and they just did not get a chance to get out and run. Uh, what do we think of uh, what we're seeing out of Eric Paschal and Hassan Whiteside? Because those are the two new pieces of this roster. They, they were the guys we talked about at halftime. Yep. Can't uh, say enough about them. Yeah, I feel like you, you said it, the way Pascal kept balls alive and just made extra play. I, I mean, to me, the, one of the best plays of the game is when Joe fake, shot fakes. He's so wide open, he shot fakes Pascal to run by, right? <laughs> and, and Pascal's putting the three up in the air. That was the closest thing to a closeout. I uh, think my call was Joe pump fakes air. <laughs> <laughs> Casper the Friendly Ghost, it is Halloween. Hey, and a great walk-off interview to boot. Yeah, he's a great, he's a really nice yeah. kid. It's an interesting team. I mean, we we did have a nice conversation in the broadcast. I hope people heard it, having it be Filipino Heritage Night here, about that kind of aspect of this team is that these guys have all floated amongst different cultures and different places and different races, and it, 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 it might be why this team has the unique camaraderie that it has. It's also the team that is the, like, top seven guys back for three years in a row does not happen very often. The starting lineup playing their 70th game is the most of any starting lineup in the NBA by a large margin. Well, hey, you guys did a great job tonight. Of course, you paint a, a great picture of the game, and the atmosphere noise is, is always good. We, we 100% knew where the shot clock was. Uh, we tonight. did. We did. We that, were that, we that, were very aware. That, that, that horn. That horn was there for you. <laughs> is your head still attached to your body? That's no, what I want to know. I was seriously like. <laughs> the next minute of my call was pretty like funny. I was like seriously <laughs> so. It, so in the hotel, David, on every floor, typically there's a place where they have ice. Yeah. So you might take some ice, put right. it in a bag, and whichever ear got more affected. Because I'm sitting in here in, in the studio, and I jumped seven times. Okay. So. I can't imagine what you were dealing with. Speaking of hotels, I I have a question I want the answer to. You're you're in the hotel today, okay? Beautiful, fabulous, marvelous hotel. Beautiful hotel. And the lights are flickering off with some consistency about every, I don't know, a few minutes? 
and they pop back on. The story is actually what was happening is that there were two wires outside that were hitting each other due to the wind, and the, the safety thing was clicking in, and so then because of that, the, uh, the elevators would go black and then announce the emergency backup generator system is powering this elevator. So on two occasions, I had walked into the elevator. It went black. I walked out. I walked back in again. I mean, why? I don't know. And it went black. Are you getting back in that elevator? Or are you walking up 10 flights of stairs? I'll take the stairs. Heck no, I'm taking the elevator. (laughs) They looked at me like I was insane that I wouldn't get back in that elevator. I was like, I can walk. 10 flights of stairs, man. A risky elevator. I need steps. Okay. Well, I'm glad you made it back to your room. I did, and okay. then walked, and then I, if you're wondering, I walked down ten flights of stairs to get to the bus. Well, that's a different story. Uh, great, great work, guys. And uh, yeah, it, well, what do you say? Heal up those ears, you know, for game ice. number two. Ice, uh, ice, yeah. ice, do some ice, 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 baby. ice, ice, baby. Don't don't listen to those headphones too loud. Turn those babies down. Give yourself some rest. All right. There was no, so first night, last night was Snoop Dogg that made the whole night worth for you. Yeah. Tonight was the buzz. <laughs> Tonight was the was the shot clock. So we did. I'm glad that we can be your entertainment. We're making little notes all year long. Remember the buzzer game? <laughs> I'm, gla- I'm glad to know we can do this for It you. was quite loud. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you very much. See you, guys. 122 to 91 is your final jazz win. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Utah Jazz come out victorious tonight. They beat the Rockets one twenty two to ninety one. They moved to four and zero on this young season. And uh, Coach, we expected uh, the Jazz to make light work of the Rockets, and you know they let up at times. But uh, I thought uh, at other times they really looked sharp. Yeah, they their their energy was really good. And, and you know I I talked in in the pregame about sometimes uh, a game that you go into knowing you're going to win. I didn't feel like the Jazz went in there with any type of agenda other than to win. Um, you look at the shot distribution, and they did, you know, they only took 19% of the shots from the mid-range. Um, everything else was either a three or something at the rim. So they were very definitive offensively. Um, I liked the wrinkles that, that Quinn put in. Um, and we've just seen it this year, but it was similar to the plays the other night. Uh, it's a it's a kind of a screen either a back screen for Gobert or a down screen for the guard and then a ball screen. And so when teams are switching, there's an opportunity to get the matchup you want out of the switch. And the Jazz did a nice job of executing that time and time again to get different uh, different reads off of it. So just uh, in my mind, another really good game. I think I said to you during it, Jake, this team's – there's a notch above, you know, this time last year, this team's really cohesive – and they played, uh, they played hard tonight. Seven Jazz players in double figures, which is a great number, but not something that's uh, unheard of, certainly for this Jazz team. But how about this, Tim? I don't know how many times we've seen this. Four of those seven players were on the, uh, coming off the bench. I mean, that's, that's, that's something. A, that's a boost, my yeah. friend. I mean, for, for having been around years where it was hard to find bench points, that's, that's pretty remarkable. 16 for Clarkson, 14 for Ingles, uh, 13 for Pascal, and 10 for Whiteside. Well, tell me what you think of Whiteside. I mean, I, I was ringing his bell early, uh, but I think, man, he, what your thoughts on what he did tonight? Well, the spin move and the little hook shot alone. 
are Those enough are like to, big time to turn your head, yeah. you know, certainly offensively. And then, you know, he's a rim protector. He's a big guy. He's a rebounder. Uh, how many rebounds did he have tonight? He had six, plus 21 in his 17 minutes on the floor. I mean, I that's exactly what you want to get out of that position, what he is giving the Jazz currently. Yeah, if he can be plus at the end of the day, if he can be a plus yeah. whatever in 15 minutes, he can have 15, 16 minutes a game, four four-minute stints. And if he can be positive in those minutes, that's a win for the Jazz. And he, he did get four fouls, but here's the thing, and he's a bit of a foul machine, but in 15 minutes, who cares? And you isn't that what you put a guy in yeah, for, too? To absolutely. Make him feel up? it. Yeah, make him feel it a little bit. And Pascal is great, and he did a, a very good uh, post-game interview with, with Locke and Boone, but his energy, we there was one possession there with, uh, in the first half, uh, Tim, where he got a steal, well, a deflection, then a steal, then uh, offensive rebound and an assist, assist to Joe Ingles for a three. That was the the shot fake three. That was that that he got. I mean, that was all Pascal all the time. Remember they used to talk about uh, Karolinko and hitting all the stats. He did yeah. kind of all that in one one possession. But yeah, his his hallmark to me is his physicality, and then that physicality kind of lends to a, a energy that he brings out there, and it, it's great for that second unit for sure. Jazz Radio Network is brought to you by Instructure. Uh, has an educator made a difference in your life? Nominate them for the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educator Awards presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Instructure begins right here, uh, began, excuse me, right here in Utah in 2008. It's the company behind the Canvas software and Instructure learning platform that millions of teachers and students count on worldwide. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs or Most Valuable Educators. Each one will receive a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to watch the Jazz game in a suite. Go to www.mba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. The Jazz win tonight, 122-91. to With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Saturday night. The Jazz will be in Chicago to take on the Bulls. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got uh, post-game sound and uh, further analysis next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show. Right here on the Jazz Radio Network, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your Subaru story at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight over the Rockets, 122-91. to Just checking out some stats real quick. We'll get you a sound from Coach Snyder coming up here shortly. Jazz shot 48% tonight from the field. They were 16 and 46 from three, 34.8%. Uh, they were led in scoring tonight by Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 19, one of seven Jazz players in double figures. Rudy tonight, 16 points to go along with 14 rebounds and a block. Donovan Mitchell, 15 points on five of 12 shooting. Uh, coming in off the bench, Jordan Clarkson had 16. Joe Ingles had 14. Eric Paschal with 13 and uh, Hassan Whiteside with 10. Overall, very uh, they, the Jazz spread out the production tonight, Coach. Yeah, the, you know, the offense of this team is, is going to be there. I think there's so many weapons. Um, you know, Donovan has not 
shot the ball as well as he's capable of doing, but the Jazz haven't really felt it because there's so many um, so many things going on. The way the offense is designed, everybody's a threat. So that's a great thing. But the thing that stands out to me, Jake, about tonight's game, um, if you look at some of the tough things, you know, it's hard. Teams are blocking you out. Offensive rebounding is a hard thing to do, and the Jazz do a great job in this game. They get 35% of their missed shots in offensive rebounds, which is it, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it may be one of the highs for them this season. And then they get to the line tonight 30 times. I mean, we talked last year about that becoming something that will kind of take good to great. And in a game like this where they really could have settled maybe even for, for more or less, less you know, a contact or shots that aren't going to be as tough and still win the game. But it just shows you the mindset of the team, which is really impressive. All right, let's get things back to Houston. Let's hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. So, first of all, what do you kind of take from a game like this where you're facing a young opponent that's kind of stepping on the road? I thought our guards um, did, did a really good job containing. They've got some guys that are fast and can play off the dribble. You know, Porter and Green. And I thought out of the gate, um, you know, we didn't let them get too deep or get angles and penetration. And they're going to get some shots because they're big. And they know how to get, you know, create their shot. But that was good. And I thought we, it's the best we've run and shared the ball. And it's, I think it's reflected in how many catch and shoot threes we had too. How valuable is it, especially on the trip, when you're going to have your first back-to-back set this season, to be able to get some rest for those guys, even if it comes a few days early? I think it's important, you know, and, and uh, even psychologically too. <laughs> You know, that they don't feel like they're, you shouldn't feel tired. And I don't think we are. But sometimes that's mental as much as anything. And, you know, we had that one stretch where we thought, I got a, we got a little lethargic. They went on like a 12-2 run. And I thought our bench came in. You know, Jared played defense. Eric gave us energy. You know, Hassan protected the rim. I thought those guys did a really good job. And they came back in and just raised our energy level. I wanted to ask you about Jordan. Um, why do you think he's been able to generally thrive in Utah? You know, is it sort of like the scheme, the personnel around him? Why do you think he's really found a home here? Um, it's probably a combination of a lot of things. I, I think, you know, he has a comfort level. Um, you know, we have a lot of confidence in him. I think that shows with the way he plays. He plays with a lot of confidence. Uh, he's someone that, you know, when he makes a mistake, he knows it. And I don't feel like there's, you know, every now and then when you're, you know, you're coaching him, you're, you're teaching him more than anything. Um, but he's as aggressive as he is shooting the ball. You know, he's also been unselfish. You know, he has a good feel for when you can create like you can, you know, you don't, you don't want to, um, you want him to be attacking. It's what he does. But when he, when he does attack and people react to him, and I think he's just, he's really bought into whether it's a walk up three or a catch and shoot three uh, coming off screens. You know, there's a lot of ways that he can get his shot off the ball. And I think that's what's made him more effective even on his drives because he's creating, um, he's creating situations where he's got, got an advantage, whether someone's closing out on him and he's got a shot vacant and he gets to the rim. I think he's also, you know, when you throw yourself into the defensive end, 
you know, your offense just kind of flows and he knows he's going to get opportunities. You know, his teammates believe in him. So it's kind of a long list there. I know I, I know, you know, you guys are familiar with how I feel about him and I think he knows I believe in him. So. That uh, the part of the stretch that you used to reference in the third quarter. Obviously, you guys are like 36 when it starts, so not ever in any terrible danger. But what were you seeing kind of in that in that time period, and, and what turned it around? First of all, you know we want to finish quarters. You know, um, I think we held them 20 point quarters for three of those quarters, and then that you know that spurt. I thought that we didn't we didn't defensive rebound I don't think they got a lot of stuff off the off the defensive glass when they were crashing and we just lost some focus there and then we're taking the ball out of the net and you know I thought they I thought they turned it up defensively they got more physical with us and it took us a little bit to react to that um, and they came in with their bench so kind of a combination of a lot of those things I, I, I think our focus, you know, anytime you get a lead, you, you, you can probably let up, you know, at the end of possessions on the boards, and then you're, you're just not quite as precise. And that usually ends up in some mistakes or turnover, you know, a tougher shot. But again, those are, those are things that we've talked about, you know, maintaining that mindset, regardless of the, the score. Um, but you know, realistically, that's that's something you got to fight. I, I liked how we bounced back from it, frankly. There you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Coach Lacombe, thoughts on uh, the comments from Coach Snyder? Just the mindset. You know, like the mindset. I, I, I mentioned the other night. There's very rarely going to be a game that you walk away and go, "Man, we did everything just exactly the way we wanted to." And tonight, he talked about the little lull, but. You know, sometimes it's being able to figure out how to get out of that and find success. Um, and, and I think that's probably, you know, if you want to just focus on the ability to do that. I know last year there were many games where the Jazz got out big and then the entire whole rest of the game, the other team came back and it ended up being a couple possession game. Tonight never even got near that. Right. But I, I just like the like where these guys' heads are at and, and Coach Snyder is you know, obviously authoring all that. Should we keep tabs on how many uh, times coach or players mention Eric Pascal's energy? Happen again. Energy Eric. Hey, it's a big deal. Uh, you and I were talking about this. That if he could play like he's playing right now, that he's got a he's got a big time. He's going to be an impact player on this team if he continues. Yeah, because it, you know, there's again, you talk about a guy who, if energy, he's going to bring that first of all. That's a huge plus. Yep. But then his ability to shoot it, make plays off the bounce, and guard and be able to switch and guard. All right, your final tonight. The Jazz beat the Rockets 122-91. to Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the uh, owner's stories and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Coming up next, we'll get you some player sound and continue to break this one down right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. 122 to 91 is your final. The Jazz win post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story. 
for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your story at uh, markmillersubaru.com. Coach Lacombe, let's go with a little points in the paint tonight. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, uh, points in the paint. Jazz uh, lead, but not as big a number as we saw him put up the other night against Denver. Coach, they uh, they outscored the Rockets in the paint 46-40. to 40. Yeah, so I mentioned a big part of the emphasis is rim. Rim opens up the three, and uh, the Jazz did a nice job of getting to the paint tonight, whether it be off the bounce or dump-offs, but uh, penetration typically got them to the rim, and that was that was a huge part of their success. Donovan Mitchell, give him credit. He had six assists tonight. He had a few where he got into the paint and was able to find the open man. Yeah, I, I love the way Donovan, particularly early in the game, is kind of utilizing his ability to beat people off the bounce to find somebody. And it really kind of starts that whole thing. And, um, you know, Donovan's got the ability. We saw a couple of crazy passes last year where he drove it you know, and threw it all the way back out to the top. He's got kind of that vision, and so he sees all the spots on the floor. And he's not scoring at will this year, and it's interesting so far, uh, but it's interesting the Jazz haven't really needed him to, and we'll see this weekend's going to be a, a big-time test, but they've got a lot of weapons on this team. Yeah, and there's maturity there, too. I mean, I, I, I look for signs, and obviously he's frustrated when he misses shots, but I'll tell you what, the, the, the shot of the bench toward the end of the game when Boyan came out and everybody was kind of razzing him about um, he, he made money signs tonight, like yeah. M.O. Uh And so they were kind of razzing him about that. But this team just has a, a great feeling. Donovan in particular, you know, his leadership is, is a huge part of it. All right, let's get some player sound tonight. Let's go back to Houston, and let's hear from Joe Ingles. I mean, we're an older team um, than, than a lot of teams, and um, I think any time we get the chance to be able to rest guys at the end of a game, um, I think coach will do it most times. <laughs> Sometimes he won't. Um, but that's obviously the feeling, some feelings he wants to leave us in and we will never know those reasons and we just go and play. And, and if he pulls it out, obviously he pulls it out. So obviously for tonight to be able to get a, a little bit of rest, um, if we can get out of here, someone said there's a tornado coming or something or some bad weather. So we'd, this is the last question and I'm going to go and play. Um, yeah, and obviously get a bit of rest before um, – Saturday, Friday, Saturday, 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 Saturday. yeah, whatever, whenever the next one is. Uh, really, the only blemish in the game is kind of that end of third quarter stretch where yeah. there was a little bit of bowl and energy. Just kind of what happened there, and, and how did you guys get out of it? Are there any lessons learned from the early season stretch like that? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously they're they're a young team, and regardless of the score, they're going to play hard every possession and. Coach has them doing that. Um, I, I think some of those guys kind of came in and, and some of them hadn't played in the game. I don't think there was a couple of the younger guys and um, they played really hard, <laughs> especially the, the guys that kind of came in at the end. And um, at the end of the day, regardless, of, like they're all NBA players. We're, we're playing against NBA players every game. And um, if you let your guard down or, or kind of take a relaxing um thought process on, on what's going on is anyone in this league can can score and or play well or get a stop and um i think they picked it up a notch obviously we had some turnovers a couple of missed shots i think if we make a couple of those shots it's probably you probably don't ask that question but um we're able to still obviously hold the lead but um yeah they turned it up a little bit and i think we did a good job of just kind of settling back in and then um our young guys did a good job at the end of the game just controlling the game for the last few minutes 
Um, wanted to ask you about Jordan. Um, why do you think he's been able to thrive here in Utah and kind of find a home with your group, so to speak? Because I pass him the ball every time yeah, right? and he shoots it every time. <laughs> no, I think um, I think he said, you guys probably know better, but um, I think he said something along the lines of like just us letting him be him. Um, I don't know who he played for, what, what was the cases before being with us, but I think um, him and coach have this like really weird, awesome connection and relationship. And um, what well, we do want him to be himself, obviously um, on court and off court. <laughs> He's got his own little, uh, his way that, that he lives and we love it and embrace it. And uh, I think I was accepting him and, and letting him be him. He just goes out there free. He, he, um, he, he knows we want him to score. He knows what his role is off the bench for us. Um, we know as the rest of our team that when he's out there, we're, we're trying to find him. I'm, it's like a, a radar on my thing of trying to find these guys. And um, he's done a hell of a job of being efficient with it. Um, majority of the time, he's probably had a couple of bad games, but you can't, you can count on like one hand the times that he really hasn't played to the level that he's capable of playing in this last couple of years. And um, yeah, hell of a teammate. Um, yeah, he's fun to, fun to play with. You enjoy about him as a teammate. You said he's kind of an interesting oh, dude. I can't tell you all that. That's uh, no, we, we we get obviously get along really well, and um, yeah, just the, the the basketball talks, the families, the kids. Um, he's just a, a really good friend. Um, he's fun. There's never a dull moment when he's around. So um, yeah, good times. All right, our last question will come from Sam Farnsworth on Hey Joe, um, one, wanted to ask you about uh, that three-pointer when Eric put his hand up in your face after he got the <laughs> offensive rebound, kicked it back out. Just what was your initial thought? You see his hand go up. Uh, it's almost like he's no, playing defense. Even, I didn't even see him. They were all asking me what I was doing, but I, I think JC shot it in the corner next to me, and whoever was defending him, I thought they took off to to run on offensive transition. So when he threw it to me, I thought for a second that someone was behind me um, and going to block the shot. So I quickly looked and then realized that there was nine guys in front of me. <laughs> um, but I didn't even – someone just said it. Then I didn't even know that Eric – he said he was putting up a three sign or whatever. Um, I didn't even see him. Um, I legitimately thought there was someone behind me. So I'm glad it went in because I would have been mad at him. <laughs> There you go, Joe Ingles. Uh, always uh, good in the on the post game interview front. I, th- I thought his commentary about Jordan Clarkson was great, where he was asked why Jordan has been able to have so much success here in Utah, and he says because they encourage him to be him, which I think is really interesting on and off the floor. There's a lesson there, right? I, I think too often we we take guys and we want them to we want to kind of mold them into what we want instead of allowing them to kind of be what they are and. There's no doubt there's a, that Jordan plays with a ton of freedom, and that freedom is not only endorsed by you know the, the coaches but the players. They love right. it, so they understand he plays a vital role, and he does play a vital role, and they know it and they embrace it. And you know, because it would be easy to Jordan plays a game where he is a scorer. That's his role. He comes in, he dominates the ball, and he he scores. It would be easy for players to play with him instead of Joe Ingles saying, "Oh, I look for him all the time." Uh, to be like, well, you know, I'm going to get mine because if it goes to Jordan, I'm not going to get it back. But it kind of speaks to what, you know, the other part that Joe talked about when he kind of caught serious and said, you know, the gospel talks, talk about family, yep. um, the good times, always great to be around. And so 
there's always a part of it where, yeah, I'm sure there's times where, like, come on, Jordan, pass that ball. But they've got enough in the game. They all understand what their role is, and, and it's, you know, it's all for one and one for all. Well, and Jordan plays hard, too. He, played, he does I mean, play that, hard, that and he cares. has got to help because, yeah. yeah, the care factor is high. I mean, I, he's never going to be Gary Payton defensively. He's just not. But he, he the effort level is always there with Jordan Clarkson. It's tough to resent a guy, I would assume, uh, who plays hard all the time. Yeah, effort is – Coach Majerus used to say it, you know, at the end of the day, really, a coach cannot coach effort. It's the one that you can't get in. You can threaten. You can play out of for all these different reasons. But, you you know, the player it has to decide how hard they want to go. All right, let's go back to Houston. Let's keep the player sound rolling. Speaking of Jordan Clarkson, for the first time this year in a post-game setting, it's time to go back to Houston and hear from Jordan. Heritage night, and how cool was that to kind of experience that? Recording in progress. Uh, I've had one before in Toronto, like me, myself, and it was like a, a great turnout. You know, I've uh, made a lot of trips to Toronto, uh, you know, early in my like year and career and stuff. Uh, you know, it's a lot of Filipino support there. Um, they shoot all, all around the world. You know, they love basketball. Um, you know, just us two being here, I think I said it to uh, – you know, the Houston uh, sideline reporter is just like super inspirational and like uh, for the youth and, you know, every Filipino American, every Filipino, anybody with Filipino blood. So I feel like it's just an amazing experience, something that, uh, you know, never can be done again because, you know, we're the first and, uh, you know, hopefully see more uh, come through the league. Last one for Eric, I just want to ask you, kind of that third quarter stretch where, where you see kind of the lead kind of, what went wrong for you guys and how did you turn it back around? Uh, we started making shots. You know, we had to just turn back our defensive mentality that we've been playing with uh, since the preseason, and that's really it. Um, you know, when we getting stops and we running, we kind of hard. Uh, not kind of, but I think we really hard to beat. <laughs> There's Jordan Clarkson uh, tonight. Jordan had a really nice game coming in off the bench. 16 points on 6 of 16, shooting 3 of 11 from 3. He did add 6 rebounds and 3 assists as well. Man, he kept it short and sweet. Right? He did. Like uh, like the time between him checking into a game and his first shot. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. But you know you're, what you're going to get? And uh, obviously talked about the, the kind of the, the night there in, in – Houston honoring the Filipinos, and obviously he's got a that dis, uh, Filipino descent, so really kind of cool for Jordan. And then, you know, the fact that it, it's funny because the Houston made a run, but they made a run from point seven points per possession to point nine, while the Jazz kind of stayed at one point two four. So, you know, the Jazz were were kind of rolling along, and Houston got quote unquote hot in a short spurt, but Jazz did a good job of fighting it off. You know, on the the front of honoring, you know, uh, Filipino and and Jordan talking about that uh, uh, Filipino folks as well is is it's really um, amazing how basketball has just become such an international game. I mean, we we've got the football game going on in the background here in the studio. There's one country that likes American football. That's it, and that's us. Basketball is absolutely an international sport. It really is growing everywhere. I mean, it's a you know, it'd be. Interesting to read a book, you know, tracing all that back or whatever, you know, how big a deal the Barcelona games were with the dream team and getting the, the, the game on that international stage where all of a sudden it's absolutely caught fire. I, I find that fascinating where Jordan Clarkson saying, hey, they love basketball, big, 
basketball is a huge deal. Tonight's game was a big deal to that community. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. And, you know, having coach guys that had lived all over the world, you know, different parts of their 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 life, um, you know, but guys that go play overseas, it's always so crazy to me how, it, you know, the the reception of, of them being Americans and all the questions they get about the NBA and who they know. You know, those guys are – they're recognizable, you know, they're stars, and, and that star transcends, like you said, the borders of sure this does. country. Yep, sure does. Uh, Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each one has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz win tonight over the Rockets, 122-91. to 91. We'll get you more player sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post-game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. We'll get some more player sound, and uh, we've got a couple features to get to as well. But real quick here, uh, uh, a few minutes ago, we've got uh, the Thursday night football game going on in the background. Uh, there was a play where Rodgers was bring, being brought to the ground. It's, it's Arizona and green Bay tonight. And Aaron Rodgers, while being tackled was complaining to the referees. He's asking for a flag right. in while mid-air. he's going down. Right. I don't think I've ever seen that before. That's taking complaining to the referee to a new level, whole new level, whole new level. Yeah. But by the way, that does drive me nuts in all sports, but I guess it's here. The complaining. Yeah. The complaining, you know, what are you really accomplishing there? Uh, it is uh, Jazz Game Night post game show. Jazz win tonight. They beat the Houston Rockets one twenty two to ninety one. They are now four and zero on the season. Uh, let's uh, let's check out your. Let's see here. Let's get to the Master of the Glass tonight, Coach. Brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. As usual, your Master of the Glass tonight, Rudy Gobert. 14 boards for Rudy. He had one offensive rebound tonight. Who would who would have thought that we'd say, oh, kind of a down night rebounding for Rudy with just 14? Yeah, it's kind of like how threes were last year. You know, it's that 40 number stuck up or stuck, snuck up on us, and now it's there every night. And that's kind of what Rudy does. He's He is a master of said glass. He is. I, I'm trying to remember how many times he wasn't the master of the glass last year. Only you remember, he, Coach, it was like four times. Four or five. Four or five, yeah. maybe. And, He'd, I mean, obviously games he didn't play, you know, but he he was in every one of them. I think maybe even – Got beat by one on one of the times by Royce. I think Royce got him by one. It was pretty amazing. I mean, Rudy is one heck of a rebounder. They were they were one of the best rebound teams in the league last year. I thought that was an area where they'd really struggle. They did not. I was incorrect about that. Doesn't appear like they're going to struggle there this and, year. Either. And now they've added a little bit more bulk and and size. You know, Whiteside and, and Pascal, the two guys we talk about all the time. But those guys are good rebounders. No doubt. All right, let's get back to Houston. Let's keep the player sound going. Let's now hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, is this kind of a case where it's like you guys are doing what you're supposed to do? The good can be, can be the 
I mean, in this league, there's a bunch of great teams. They're they're young team, pretty pretty talented, but uh, obviously that uh, that we're a better team. But you got to show that every every other night. I mean, with a great great mindset, we opened the game on, on the right way. We were sharing the ball, playing playing great defense, and at the end, the game looked pretty pretty easy. But uh, like I said, you gotta you gotta get out with the right energy and the right mindset to. To, to be these kind of things. How important was it to have take care of business in some way as, as early as you can, just with the with your first set of back to back games coming up? Like I said, we played the right way. We didn't expect that we're going to beat beat them by by 30, but but our, our second unit did a great job. End of the first first quarter and beginning of the of the second, they put them kind of away, and, and then we just kept the Kept that uh, advantage, and, and at the end we had a uh, we had every single guy playing and, and contributed for the for the team. Were you surprised at all by Eric Castle? No, I mean we all know what he's capable of. I mean, great, great guy. He had a couple couple easy easy ones after the after the offensive offensive rebounds. I mean, just just great great energy. Oh, yeah, and you guys have had some solid success, of course, with Quinn here. What do you enjoy about Quinn here? What do you think the team enjoys about Quinn here? I mean, he's just just great coach I and mean, a great mentor for, for all of us. He's trying to talk to, to each of us, give us give us confidence, and then just the way he's coaching team to, to move the ball and play play for each other, I and mean, just just special. Obviously, it's just four games into a young season, but... How are you feeling about how things are progressing about your game and, and your fit in, in the system so far? I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to, to get whatever whatever team or whatever opponent defense is giving me. I, I think the way that we are sharing the ball every other night is gonna be is gonna be a different player playing playing good good basketball. But like I said, it's all about it's all about the team in here. So no matter who's playing well or not, if we are getting W, we all gonna be happy. There you go. That's Boyan Bogdanovich. And tonight, Bogdanovich led the team in scoring 19 points, 5 of 12, shooting 2 of 6 from 3. Had a really nice start to the third quarter. And once again, it got it got started with him kind of going to the basket and then evolving from there. Yeah, it's uh, it's a luxury you have with a guy like him who can do that, you know, who is capable of putting it on the floor uh, and then be as, you know, deadly from the perimeter as he is. So he, he he's unique because he's always going to have – uh, times in a game where he's got a great matchup size-wise, and Quinn does a great job of utilizing that, whether it be in the post or, or you know, isolating him in the mid-post area and getting it, finding ways to get him a basket. He and Clarkson were both a team-high plus 25 tonight in the plus-minus, so that's a really big number for him. And, and what he said there at the end, I, I really do believe it. I'm, I, I'm right now, I'm buying that this really is a unified locker room that's you know, is all really enjoying this experience and trying to figure out ways to improve it. Um, again, I've, I've said it a couple times, but the Jazz tasted some success in the playoffs and then bitter failure. You know, like Quinn said, we, in the pregame, we were a top five offense and defense, and it didn't feel like it at the end. So that's what they're looking for is they're just wanting to get to the top of that heat. So quick thoughts on the Rockets. We haven't talked much about them, and in a game where they really got blown out for most of the game, there's not a whole lot to talk about, I suppose. But did you come away with uh, impressions or thoughts on this young team? 
Well, certainly Green's and he's an impressive player. You know, can get shots. He just didn't have a great night tonight, uh, scoring the ball. You know, really missed a lot of shots. But you can see that he's got a, a, a ton of confidence in the the perimeter, or excuse me, the transition play where he just dunked it hard. Yeah, I mean that was almost uh, Drexler esque right there. So certainly a lot to work with. Um, but the guy I'm probably the most impressed by tonight on on the Rockets is Sheng is Shengen. Uh, Shangun, I think he had, he showed a ton of toughness and didn't back down from anything. Got some skill too, and so uh, yeah, I like him. He made a three, was pretty rugged. I think he'll be a guy that sticks around for a while. He's not afraid of it, is he? He, he played extremely. You can tell he's played at a high level for yeah, a long time. Yeah, he was. I, I'm with you. I thought he was good. There's there's a couple of pieces there with Houston. I don't know. It'll How take a while, them? though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to take a minute, but but you can see a, a little bit of potential there. One twenty-two to ninety-one is your final. The Jazz get the win over the Houston Rockets. Uh, Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign, featuring stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some uh, uh, and submit your own at My Subaru Is. Com. Coming up next, uh, we'll get Coach's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to a big weekend for this Jazz team right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Inbound to Whiteside. Oh, beautiful spin to the rack, and he packed it. Hassan Whiteside. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, one twenty two to ninety one is your final. The Jazz beat the Houston Rockets. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. You heard the play of the game coming in. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Uh, Jazz have seven players score in double figures uh, tonight, Coach. And uh, once again, the bench looks like it is going to be a strength of this particular team, and they don't even have Rudy Gay yet. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I think the the offseason acquisitions thus far have proved to be uh, great, you know, in terms of fit. Now it's just kind of refining all that. But the, the bench, for, for a couple different reasons, you know, now you've got scoring pop on it. You've got enough guys – that can run offense and be creative. And now you've got some size and some, some skill, you know, so uh, more Scott size and more skill, I should say. So it's a, uh, yeah, it, it, early on in the season, you can see where having a bench like this will be able to spell guys, even maybe a couple minutes a night. I do think the new additions, and we've talked a lot about them, uh, particularly Whiteside and Pascal. I think they were the story tonight. They were both really good. And Pascal has been, well, really, both of them have been pretty good so far in the Jazz Four first games, but I thought both were particularly good tonight. Pascal with his energy, his playmaking, his defense, his toughness. Whiteside with an absolutely nifty spin move, a very nice hook, which he kind of what looked do you do? at his hand. Looked at his hand. Like, yeah. I still got it. Yeah, it's, it's still there. Plus, uh, how many official blocks did Whiteside get tonight? Just the one. But altered certainly plenty of shots out there and does look like he's going to be able to hold the line when Rudy comes off the floor. Yeah, you want a rim protector. And I think, you know, you, you said his plus minus tonight, he was a, a plus 21 in 17 minutes. I mean, honestly, that's that's invaluable, 
right? When Rudy's off the floor, we all know that there's going to be a drop-off. But, man, to have have him kind of filling that gap and playing in a similar fashion, you know, just kind of blocking out – or, excuse me, uh, being a rim protector and, and a guy – a force on the glass. Now, I'm just speculating here, but I don't think Derek Favors had very many plus 21 games last year. Uh, and I don't even need to look it up, but I know that Tony Bradley didn't have very many plus 21 games when he was the backup big. So I, I don't think you can undersell that because it has been somewhat of a weakness for this Jazz team in previous years, certainly less so with Derek Favors than with Tony Bradley. But if you can figure out a way that you can actually take advantage uh, of the time that Rudy is not on the floor, not that Hassan would ever outplay Rudy by any means, but I think you, you understand what I'm getting at. If for Hassan sure. can take a few minutes on the other team starting big, and then dominate the other team's backup big, that's a huge That's a huge deal. Yeah, and because it is, it's the game within the game. Your bench, their bench. Your right. bigs, their bigs. How does it all match up? And, um, you know, the schemes, in a scheme sense, not a whole lot changes on the Jazz side. So that's, that's a plus for them every night. They kind of know what to expect. Worried about Donovan shooting at all? Donovan tonight, 15 points, 5 of 12 shooting, which is not a terrible night by any means, but 2 of 5 from 3. Six assists and three boards for Donovan tonight. We just haven't seen that, you know, unstoppable offensive game quite yet. Yeah, and no, I'm not. I think again, I've said I would be more concerned if if he was trying to force it. Right, it's all coming within the context of what they do, and we've seen enough sample size and data, you know, know that um, right now for him, just a shooting slump, and he's making plays other ways to help his team. Defensively, you know, I think he's he's been vastly improved in four games, um, and his ability to find guys. You said that you know early in, in your comments tonight after the game, but his ability to find guys is a real plus when he's not making shots. Jazz were led tonight by Boyan Bogdanovich, nineteen points. Uh, Rudy Gobert had sixteen to go along with fourteen rebounds and a block. Jordan Clarkson with sixteen coming in off the bench. Donovan Mitchell with fifteen. Joe Ingles had fourteen tonight and was absolutely on fire for a point in that game. Uh, um, Pascal had 13 four boards, a couple assists, and a steal. And Hassan Whiteside with 10 points tonight, six rebounds. Uh, if if I were to tell you that seven Jazz players would be in double figures and uh, Mike Conley wouldn't be one of them, I don't think you would have believed me. No, I wouldn't have. And you know, Mike, he just didn't he didn't have a great night. We talked about how good he's been. And did we jinx him? Maybe we might have jinxed I, him. I don't want to be that. I knock on this for Mike all the time. Yeah, does that count? I don't think it does. Was that? Yeah, that was Chase Edmonds with a big run. That's points for me. That's good for your fantasy football. Arizona trying to make this interesting, by the way. They're now in field goal range. 24 to 21, 50 seconds left to go. Uh, Arizona trails Green Bay for your fo- you football fans out there. But The Dolphins are they're all on Zoom right now with champagne ready to break it if the Cardinals lose. The 70, was it 70 Dolphins? 74 or 72? I can never remember. 72. 72, there you go. Undefeated. Super Bowl champs. You know who the MVP of that Super Bowl was? A plucky safety by the name of Jake Scott. Really? Yeah. Who just passed about a year ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, there's your Did football update you. know you shared a you. name with greatness. You know what? I always, I always, I don't know. My dad always talked to me about how great he was and all this stuff. So I always kind of That's pretty thought cool. it was pretty cool to share a name with him. Uh, Coach, let's get some final thoughts from you on this one before we turn the page. I mean, it's, I know the Bulls lost tonight, but uh, very difficult weekend with the Bulls and the uh, Bucks coming up. Yeah, it'll be difficult. Uh, right now, the Jazz and the Warriors are the only two undefeated teams left in the NBA. And the with 7.51 left in the third, the Warriors lead Memphis, who's coming off a of back-to-back. 
uh, in a, a beat down last night against Portland, but 59-56 right now, Golden State leads. So, um, you know, the Jazz, one of two unbeatens. You got to like the way they've started. What's encouraging to me is they're doing things, you know, to to win right now, but it's not, they're not totally relying on like last year where they just got hot. They right. got so hot from right. the perimeter and they won games basically because they were so good offensively, uh, you know, and, and good enough defensively. This, this team has, um, to me, the makings of some, some more than that. I think that they, they can find ways to win with their toughness, with their energy. We talked about that, that word tonight a lot with Eric Paschal. But, you know, just finding different ways. But I do th- I think the most important thing that came out of tonight for me is watching the end of the game and watching the way these guys talk to each other and interact because that's hard to fake. Yeah. Um, and there's certainly a, a great chemistry on the team. So I feel like they're, into a man, they're all just trying to get better every day, and that's, that's what I feel like we're seeing. All right, we want to say big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone calling all the action from Houston tonight. Fine work uh, from those two as usual. Thanks to uh, Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to all of our broadcast assistants tonight. Thanks to the title sponsor of the post-game show, Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners and uh, are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some uh, Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own at mysubaruis.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. It was a great evening tonight. was good. Uh, it was fun. Awesome hanging with you guys. You know, our guy Jeffrey over here. Making it happen. Doing a great job over there. He is doing a good job. So, good to be with you guys. Not an easy broadcast to produce, so shout out to Jeff. Great Especially job. to deal with us. Yeah. Well, and, you know, some other members of the team. We're the, we're the low-maintenance ones. I guess Ron Boone is a little bit of a, a little diva there. You know, That's all right, though. He's been doing it a long time. He's a legend. We can forgive him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, tell me that wasn't an interception. It was the craziest interception you'll ever see. Wow. Green Bay just sealed the deal with an interception with 12 seconds to go, and the Cardinals had the ball inside the 10. They were, they were at the 2 wow. or 3. And it looked like to me the errors, the receiver didn't know the ball was coming, and it literally glanced off his helmet. Wow! And yeah. Kyler Murray's still down. Hopefully yeah. he's was, not hurt. Sorry, no. I had to say wow. No, that's okay. What an ending! What an ending to the Thursday night. That was a great matchup, by the way, for Thursday night football. How about that? Uh, let me see. Oh, great play! Didn't great play! It. Yeah, didn't even see it. All right, uh, 122 to 91 is your final. Next up for the Utah Jazz. Coming your way Saturday night, they'll be on the road in the Windy City to take on the Chicago Bulls. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 5, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.